If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, this is not Gene Roddenberry, but uh, if I was around, I would definitely be listening to Inglorious Trexperts, the new podcast from the people who brought you the 430 movie. Check it out, 430movie.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman from Inglorious Trexperts in the 430 movie. And if you're a James Bond fan, you want to pick up my new book, Nobody Does It Better, The Complete Uncensored Oral History of James Bond and Spy Mania. It's a hefty tome, and it's available now wherever you purchase books, audiobooks, and digital. Check it out, and I will renew your license to kill personally. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and I'm here with the host of the 430 movie, Steve Melching, Darren Dockerman, Ashley Miller, and Mark A. Altman. And now you can watch us on the Electric Now channel, available on DistroTV, Zumo, and Stir, and soon on the Electric Now app. Check us out wherever you watch podcasts. Back in the 70s and 80s, before the advent of VHS, chances are if you saw a classic movie, it was on the 430 movie. With their famous theme weeks, it was a chance to see movies you've never seen before and get reacquainted with some old classics. So now, join us for the 430 movie. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to get time ill. Again. Let's try it again. What time is it? 4.30, sir. That's right. It's time for the 4.30 movie. <laughs> wow. And here, I'm trying out, we're in a new studio. I'm trying out new new oh. intros, baby. New intros, fresh minds, fresh ideas. New, so uh, anyway, th- speaking of new ideas, we got a focaccia, we got a crazy idea here for, for this week's week. We? This week. week's week? Okay, this, this week's week. Here on the 4.30 movie. This week. This is a special week. Why is it a special week? I'll tell you why. We are doing... Seven degrees of 007. Now, what does that mean? Last year, we did seven days of 007. Very clear. Seven days. Each one was a different James Bond movie, right? Right. Fantastic. It was a great week. We loved it. We had a great time. We picked some great movies. Now, in honor of the release of the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, from uh, through Universal Pictures, which is going to be weird seeing the Universal <laughs> logo in front of a Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Um, we're doing Seven Degrees of 007. Seven Degrees of 007 means other movies featuring it's Bond six actors. Six Degrees of 007. Well, no, somebody told me right before we started the change of seven, but they thought it would be more clever. Okay. It's Six Degrees of 007. <laughs> and what it is is actors who played James Bond in other movies, other, where they, what other movies they starred in other than James Bond movies. So, we've never done anything like this. It could be crazy. We don't know. <laughs> but uh, we're very excited. It's and... like Gene Hackman week or Michael Caine week with more variables. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. What it is. So, it's Six Degrees of 007. We're celebrating the release of uh, the upcoming James Bond movie, No Time to Die, as well as my new book, Nobody Does It Better, The Complete Oral History of James Bond by Mark Altman. Head gross. And uh, <laughs> sometimes Mark on the cover. Sometimes I wish someone would. <laughs> Mostly because you charge a million a shot. Indeed. And uh, uh, we are. weapon. <laughs> this is going to be an all time high, all-time guys. High, yep. It's going to be an all time high. And, uh, you know, um, 
I'm, 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 I, I got a view to a view to a view to a kill here. Please. So uh, <laughs> I'm scaring the living daylights out of this guy. Yeah. So okay. So nobody does it better. Available wherever you buy books, audiobooks, and and uh, digital. And in all honesty, if you're a fan of the James Bond movies. And uh, the animated James Bond series, James Bond Jr., <laughs> you want to pick up this book. If you can, it's very heavy. So, you know, if you're going through therapy. Usually. Therapy, and, of course, the James Bond Babies series. James Bond, yeah. James Bond Babies. <laughs> Muppet James Bond. <laughs> okay, that's a story for another week. But here we're talking about Shaking, six degrees. Shaking, not stirred. Six degrees of 007. I expect you to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, we around the world one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you were casting Miss Piggy as one of the Bond, mm. who, who, what would her Bond name be? Octopiggy. <laughs> wow, Octopiggy. that was fast. Octopiggy. I well it. played. Well done. <sighs> and I like it. Moonraker. Piggy galore. Moonraker, you could. I want to see uh, Benson, uh, Doctor Honeydew, and Beaker right. riding oh, gadgets. Doctor Honeydew doesn't even have to change his name. Be like Doctor No. Be yeah. Great. Wow. Now pay attention, 007. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it'd be like Q. You think you'd be like more like Dr. Q? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be. That'd be really hilarious. Great. I love it. Who would the Swedish chef be? M. Mads no, Mikkelsen. Wait. He would be he would be Gert Frobe before he was dubbed. Was <laughs> right. Oh um, <laughs> that... <laughs> I I can't hear you. <laughs> but that is uh that's that's fantastic. We've uh, we've derailed again. We have but it's a, and, and, but it's and a good with the Muppets trip. again. Yeah. The Muppets are on the road again. What is it? No. That's Willie Nelson's Muppets movie. What's the Muppet thing when they when they start moving to go Moving right along. Moving right along. Moving right along. Okay, we're moving right along to Six Degrees of 007. Right. And other movies starring Kermit the Frog. Okay, so Steve. Yes. You excited about the new Bond movie? No. Well, <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm always excited for a new Bond movie, but I am usually disappointed, to be honest. I, I really loved uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. I think Daniel Craig is a terrific Bond, but I feel that pretty much all his other films haven't been as good. So you're not a Skyfall fan? No. Skyfall. And uh, Spectre, I thought, was awful. Terrible. And so, awful. But Hope Springs Eternal, I'm really looking for The trailer looks great. Yeah. But they're doubling down on Spectre because Madeline Swan is back, uh, Blo- Blofeld is back. I like all those actors. Yeah. I just, I just hope the script is better this time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So, you know, James Bond trailers are always great. Yeah. And remember when it came back with Goldeneye? You know oh. the name. You know the number. Mm-hmm. One of the great mm-hmm. campaigns because they said kids didn't know James Bond anymore. They had to reintroduce James Bond. That is one of the great campaigns. Oh. James Bond will return in no time to rewrite. <laughs> well, that's what scares me. Yeah, is that this movie? You know, all these years they had to develop it, and they still didn't have a script when they started shooting. And of course, after the whole Danny Boyle disaster, and uh, but uh, you know, look, um, Phoebe Waller Bridge worked on it. Yeah. Very high hopes about yeah. her. Um, you know, her involvement, and uh, the trailer, as you said, is phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great trailer. That's all I need is a cool looking, you know, actor playing Bond and you hear that Bond theme and see some cool stunts. I mean, I'm in a car. You know, I'm in. 
I, I hope. I hope because you know it's it's uh, like you said, Casino Royale just raised the bar. It's yeah. going to be his last movie. Hopefully, it's a great one. I like Skyfall more than you, but yeah. but but they have not come close to Casino Royale. You know, they set a new bar for Bond movies, so yeah. we'll see. What about you, Darren? Are you looking forward to No Time to Die? I can't afford to look forward to it. I'll be pleasantly surprised if it's any good. Wow. Okay, Ooh. Eeyore. Oh, wow, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Eeyore. I know. <laughs> totally. You think, uh, I you don't think, think Daniel, it's going to be very good. You think good. Daniel Craig is cold, Bond? That's cold. <laughs> that's cold. You, you could have been Le Chiffre. Cold finger. <laughs> okay, Ashley, how about you? I am totally looking forward to No Time to Die. Me too. And there was a Super Bowl spot too that was yeah, good. Yep. And um, so, okay, we're going to do this real quick because before we get to six degrees, double seven, we talked about this in our seven degrees of, of uh, our seven, seven days, days of Bond. But I, I think we, we should just recap for those of us who weren't listening to the show. Favorite Bond movie? Uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Nice. Good call. From Russia with Love. Casino Royale. Great choice. All none, all different ones. Yeah, and, and you know, there's a lot to uh, Goldfinger. I love Goldfinger. Mark. Yeah, Mark. Well, I would say from Russia would love too, but then yeah. I can't say we all have different choices. Yeah. Uh, so I'll uh, say Goldfinger. I'll say Goldfinger. I like I like uh, Golden Eye as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I and love Doctor like, No. Uh, Living Daylights. Spy Love yeah. Me. And we've talked about Moonraker, the the joys of Moonraker. Oh, it's a lot despite of, it's just, all, you have definitely fun. talked about the joys of Moonraker. You know, <laughs> joys of Moonraker. <laughs> and you know, I have to say, Quantum of Solace has grown on me over the years. Yes, I think mm-hmm. Quantum of Solace. You know, basically the the problem with that movie was that it fell apart in the third act. I think it was a victim of the writer's strike because I think there was a lot of interesting stuff going on in that movie and like just, I mean, things that you didn't quite expect. Like it really, I think, built on the tone that had been established in Casino. But a lot of people ask me why I do the, these books, and I have to tell you, one of the reasons I did because I got to actually talk to Paul Haggis about mm-hmm. what went wrong with Quantum of Solace. And it's like a lot of this is just like so I get the chance to like ask the questions that I want to know, and I had a great conversation with Paul Haggis, um, you know, and the writer strike was part of it, but also Mark Forster is a very you know auteur director, mm-hmm. so he really didn't want to kind of do Paul Haggis's thing, and Paul Haggis admits he was a little written out after Casino Royale, but he came in and made that movie what it was clearly. And on Quantum, they just wanted to go in a different direction. I think Paul Haggis's direction probably would have been more interesting. And I, Casino Royale, directed by was it Martin Campbell? Martin yes, Campbell. Yeah. who also did Goldeneye. I mean, yes. tremendous. Yep. I, I think they they missed an opportunity to do a crossover uh, uh, with uh, Taco Bell to have a, a Quantum of Salsa. Quantum <laughs> <laughs> of Salsa. Oh my God! That would have also worked for License to Kill. Indeed. Um, was okay. it Edgar Wright that did that Quantum of Solace? parody song back you can find it on YouTube anyway it's a quantum of solace theme song it's very funny well that that begs the question what's your favorite Bond theme oh god I don't know I have to think for a minute Goldfinger Goldfinger's great uh, Goldfinger close I would say Live and Let Die Paul McCartney and Wings and Diamonds Are Forever is great you ever hear the Kanye West I, you know what that? I love no. uh, Live, and, uh, Live and Let Die mm-hmm. I love Live and Let Die or, I love Lamp um, I but <laughs> oh, I no. also love because it was I think I want to say this was the first Bond movie I saw in the theater. I could be wrong, but um, Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You, Spy Who Loved Me. You Only Live no, Twice. Nobody does it better. I, I love yeah. You Only Live Twice. Mm-hmm. That's terrific. That's you Only Live Twice song. is great. Yeah. yeah. And I like the movie, too. I do, too. It didn't make our seven degrees, yeah, right. seven days of Bond week uh, because we, it was such a plethora of riches, but... Yeah. Um, but it is so much to love. I mean, yeah. the, the volcano, the Ken Adams, oh, Ken Adams is the real yeah. star there. But there's it, so many great things in that movie. 
and then Bond ha- marries and turns Japanese and it gets goofy. But there's so much great stuff in that movie, um, and so many great scenes, like on the you know when he's raiding the Ningpo on the docks. Really well directed by uh, Lewis Gilbert. That movie and a great uh, sort of teaser cold open where he's apparently assassinated mm-hmm. in great. Hong Kong. Yeah, we heard you assassinated in Hong Kong. Well, this is your, my second life. You only live twice. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do Six Degrees of Double Seven. This is actors who played James Bond in uh, movies in which they, which were not James Bond movies. So um, interesting week. I'm curious to see what the guys have to say, including myself. I, I'm pretty we, sure I know what you're going to say. I just had this flash of insight, like the force. Like I had a, <laughs> I have a feeling now you, strong in me. I have, and I, went, I, I have a feeling you do know, but okay. okay. Let's start with Steve Melching. You'll find out when we get to Thursday, but right now we're on Monday. All right, so uh, my pick is uh, a movie made by the fifth actor to play James Bond, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, thanks. So uh, I'm going with the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, Ooh, right. that was one of my picks. Okay. <laughs> From 1999. Great Directed choice. by John McTiernan, uh, uh, written by uh, Leslie Dixon and Kurt Wimmer. Uh, sort of a, it's a remake of the 1968 film starring Faye Dunaway and Steve McQueen. But uh, remade... In a in a in a sort of a kinder, gentler way, I guess it's it's a more fun uh, variation on that movie, where instead of them, you know, being a bank robber, he's an art thief. You know, he doesn't do armed robberies. It's much more fanciful, but yeah. in a delightful way. With uh, you know Pierce Brosnan of Rene Russo playing the investigator from the insurance company. Capital L. U-M-I-N-O-U-S. That spells luminous. Yes. Oh, she was just stunning in that movie. And Dennis Leary, who was riding a crest of popularity at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Well, I guess he had uh, the, his uh, fireman show. Was Rescue yeah. Me. Rescue Me. Was, yeah. but, which I was going to say Rescue 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I always like, I've always really I'm liked Dennis Leary. And he's, and, and he's uh, good in Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. He's a curmudgeon with a heart of gold. Yeah. And uh, Faye Dunaway, of course, has a, has a kind of a cameo, Small cameo in, yeah. in the movie. And Ben Gazzara, yeah. and uh, it's got a breezy score by Bill Conti, who we just talked about in a recent episode of yeah. having done the right stuff and, and some other things. And a great use of the song Sinner Man by mm-hmm. Nina Simone 100%. in its virtuoso high sequence. Amazing. Yeah, it's just a, a really sort of effervescent, sexy, fun, uh, breezy caper movie. Um, it's twice you've used the word breezy. breezy. What, did you get breezy. it to merit? <laughs> <laughs> Don't use that word again. But You've it has been these, these really fun set pieces, and you know, it's it's you know, writing capers is one of the hardest things to do. Um, I think any of us would agree. It's yes. really hard to write a good caper story, and they pulled off a really terrific one uh, in this movie. And you know, it just has a wonderful cast, a great tone, uh, and uh, a great sort of flirtatious romance between Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo. There's a lot of heat between them. I yeah. mean, you feel it's real and it's age appropriate. Yeah. And it's 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 terrific. I mean, it's it a great looking movie. There's that great sequence in the glider when they're they're in the the glider mm-hmm. flying over the forest and uh, you know, I really really enjoy the movie. We we said this before, but John Tiernan, McTiernan. John McTiernan that guy. I took, he lost the Mick in jail. Right. Uh, John McTiernan. <laughs> took the Mick out of him. He took, his, <laughs> he took your time standing up. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, tough guys don't dance. Uh, so I was going to say, John McTiernan does not get the credit he deserves. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many great movies does this guy have to make? I mean, Die Hard alone. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
And it's amazing because he does something like uh, Thomas Crown Affair, which was very successful at the time it came yeah. out. They, it was rumors of them doing a sequel. They couldn't crack it for a yeah. long time. Pierce wanted to do it. They all wanted to do it. Couldn't figure it out. Um, and I love both those movies. I love the original with Steve McQueen mm-hmm. and, and Faye Dunaway. And I love the remake. And I, I just agree with everything you said. It's probably my favorite Pierce Brosnan movie yeah. of all Pierce Brosnan movies. Mm-hmm. I think he's great in it. Um, and it's perfect. It's like the perfect combination of you know he's just perfectly cast in that role. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, he's better cast in that than he is in Bond in a sense yeah. because he's sort of more Remington Steele. He's super charming, yeah. but you know never really threatening. You know, just he's he's, he's got that edge to him. You know, you, you yeah. can just tell he's having a great time because he's in he's in these heists not so much for the money, he's not for the money it's at all, for the yeah. thrill, it's for the fun and for you know the art, the art of it. And all. those are always the great moments in Bond for him where he'd straighten his tie or he'd give a little smile like where yeah. he's having a good time. And it's like you could just tell he loved being James Bond, and you know you you could tell he loved being Thomas Crown. You know, and it's it's really a great movie. Um, <laughs> And then I think a great heist caper. Yeah. The, the caper is, is fantastic. Well, let me tell you a little story about going to see the Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> With your mother. <laughs> so uh, my, uh, this is before I got, I got married. We were engaged, um, and uh, my wife decided that she wanted to go see the Thomas Crown Affair, but could we go see it with her parents? <laughs> so we did. Mm-hmm. I ended up sitting next to her mom. Oh, my God. Oh. This is and, a very saucy. Yes. Yeah. And that scene where they are just banging on, on the, the stairs. stairs. Yeah. I'm just going, please, God, take me. Take me, God. Kill me. And God didn't listen. I mean, so I think this would also be like my entry on Movies Not to See with oh, your mom. He listened. Oh, yeah. He just refused. <laughs> he just refused. Oh, he heard. <laughs> he tolerate. But That's uh, really funny. Very sexy movie. Yeah. There's no hunger, but yes, yes. I, I I agree. Um, is it out on Blu-ray? It is. Okay, I don't have it. It is, I but it, it's just a movie that, do, and it's also available on digital. Yeah. Um, I know because I, I, it's funny because I refreshed my memory of it just last night actually mm-hmm. to prepare for today mm-hmm. because I, I, I hadn't seen it in a long time and I love that movie. I thought that might be my pick. Yeah. And uh, went back and watched it. It holds up. It's just yeah. great. It's just it's really great, and uh, he he looks fantastic. She's gorgeous. Um. And it's just it's 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 definitely old fashioned, yeah. In, but in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. And uh, if people haven't seen that, highly recommend it. You know, it's 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 really fun, and it has kind of the feel of a Bond movie, of a lighter Bond movie, mm-hmm. like a Roger Moore. Um, but it's a great pick. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you feel so validated. now I, I didn't feel tell validated. you. So now he's picked Pierce. So Pierce is off the table. Well, what? Why is that? No, 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 no. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's fine with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good because we take each bond off the table after we. <laughs> that would. That would. That would be. That's an interesting twist. Should we do right. that? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so because you know once he does, uh, Roger Moore folks is off the table. No folks. Yeah. Okay. That's not your pick. That's not my pick. Tuesday. Um. Tuesday is uh. A day for my second favorite Bond actor, mm. who is Timothy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Mm, I know what this is going to be. Do you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I have two. I have two possibilities too. There are two possibilities: either I'm willing to respond or unable to respond. Okay, so can it, I guess? It wasn't my first choice, however, because mm. I had one right up until Steve said what was his. What was your choice? Well, I'll tell you so, when we yeah, get to Friday. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but uh, 
my actual choice now is from 1991. Yeah, The Rocketeer. Yeah. Ah, yes. That's what I would guess you would have picked. He is a great villain playing, you know, basically the the, uh, stand-in for Errol Flynn. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And... It's it's so much fun. He is enjoying himself so much, and you can see it. And it it gives him so much more than he got got to do in his Bond movies. Yeah. Uh, and it shows that he is extremely magnetic, and fun. And um, there's lots of levels going on in there. Uh, and I I love the movie anyway. Mm. Uh, it's it sort of misses the mark to what it should have been. But it's still extremely enjoyable. The great Joe Johnston directed it mm-hmm. uh, for Disney, and um, it's a it's a it's a fun movie, and you should watch it sometime if you haven't already. It's funny. It's, I it's talk, on Disney Plus. It is on. It Disney is on Plus. Disney Plus. I talked to people about that very issue with Timothy and for the book, mm-hmm. where we talk about you know he's so you know a lot of people criticize very intense his Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's, there's no humor. It's very dour. I mean, it's encapsulated from that beginning of Living Daylights right. when you know he lands on the yacht with the beautiful woman. And she right. says, "Who are you?" And he goes, "Bond, James Bond." You know, he doesn't even mm-hmm. stop and do the Bond yeah. James Bond. The iconic. He doesn't line. mug for it. He, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. You know, and, and so people have been very critical of, of Timothy Dalton, um, and everyone to a fault says the same thing. See, but in person, he's delightful. Mm-hmm. And if you look at him in The Rocketeer, right. he has so much going on. He's so, in, in, you know, charismatic and wonderful and charming and all these great qualities that would be perfect for Bond. And yet in Bond... Because he read the books and figured mm-hmm. he had to do Ian Fleming's Bond, and he's it's not very wrong. Different yeah, he's not wrong. And, and coming on the heels of Roger Moore, right? You know, I think he wanted a clean break from that. You know, yeah. the, the Roger Moreness of it all. Yeah, but and, he went too far. The pendulum swung too far. If well, you for argue that, for some people, I like that. I love. I love Living Daylight. Yeah, if you argue that A View to a Kill is is here, yeah. I think Living Daylight swings too far mm. the other way. See, I I love Living Daylights, and I love Dalton. Man, yeah. Like, yeah. even today, like you sort of you watch him in Penny Dreadful, or you. Mm-hmm. Watch him like I just watched the pilot for the Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just great. He had that intensity works for him, and he has the most amazing voice. Yeah, right? just mm-hmm. that voice. Well, and Darren, it's the, Darren it's and the I, only Bond we saw in person. I was gonna say, Darren <laughs> and I saw ran into him in person. You want to tell the story? No, go ahead. Well, we were at the seeing a movie at the Sherman Oaks ArcLight, and it was probably I think a Sunday afternoon. And, and there it, was the this lobby guy. was empty except yeah. for this one guy wearing, as I recall, cargo shorts. He looked like he was a homeless guy. Yeah. And we got a little (laughs) closer and we're like, that's That's Timothy Dalton (laughs) in Sherman Oaks (laughs) in cargo (laughs) pants by himself. (laughs) And he was basically just standing there looking around. Looking around. Like, oh my God, it's James Bond. We didn't talk to him. No, we didn't. We didn't go up to him because who knows? He might have been insane. Yeah. Uh, But. It was very, very surreal. Could have been a crazy moment. homeless person and Timothy Dalton. <laughs> right, right. Not the boar worms. <laughs> well, that, uh, that, that, look, another uh, sensational The Rocketeer is a pick. great movie, and I just want to put in a plug. My friend Nicole Dubuque has a, a an animated series, uh, Rocketeer spinoff series, oh. that's uh, that's newly, and, and I and that I believe. That does not uh, have Timothy Dalton. No, he's not in it, but, oh gosh, <laughs> what's his name, uh, who played the Rocket? Billy Campbell. Oh, Billy, Billy Campbell, Campbell yeah. uh, Did a guest, I think oh, at least great. a guest spot on oh, it. Oh, that's great. I hear it's. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but I heard it's delightful. Yeah. The Rocketeer, the movie is great. It's a lot of fun. It's a throwback. Like it's just it, there's just just effervesces. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with delight in itself. And it does have Alan Arkin in it. It does. <laughs> that was, I think, the the first big Hollywood premiere that I that I saw near was near they. It was the first time I recall them shutting down Hollywood Boulevard mm. between uh, Highland and uh, La Brea, right. and they had set up a whole carnival. They had a Ferris wheel on Hollywood Boulevard, as I recall, and and a bunch of other little carnival mm. rides. And some of those were were still up being taken down when I saw it like a night or two later at the El Capitan. I think that was the theater yeah. that inaugurated the restored That's, El Capitan I theater. Think so. um, probably my least favorite theater in Florida, <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> but it's, it, from its historical standpoint, it's great. Rob Burnett had a... Um... Three a, th- uh, a three sheet of Rocket Theory. He probably oh, still does. It's a great. Poster. I was just gonna say it's a gorgeous poster. It's a vintage kind of looking classic spaceship Very rocket art, art deco. It's yeah. a beautiful poster. Gorgeous. Probably why no one went to see it, but yeah. it's, I, I love the poster. Um, great movie, fun movie. So that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday, Tuesday, which brings us to Wednesday. And Ashley, we're looking for uh, an actor who played uh, James Bond in a non James Bond role. Right, non James Bond. Right. So, here's the deal. When you sit down and you have that many (laughs) actors who played James Bond, they've done so many movies between them. So many I could have listed. Thomas Crown Affair was definitely on my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rocketeer was definitely on my mind. The windmills were (laughs) on my mind. Um, I, I could sit here and I could just make a list of movie after movie after movie starring actors who have played James Bond, but on Wednesday, there can be only one. Who's that? Oh, for the love of God, Mark. There can be only one. What, there Neo? There can be only uh, one. Only one. The movie that won the best picture ever made, Oscar. <laughs> What? Russell Mulcahy's Mulca- oh, Highlander Opus. Oh, geez, that wasn't even on my list. <laughs> it wasn't on mine either. <laughs> Highlander. Yeah. Starring, okay. strangely enough, other, look, yeah. I'm going to caveat this by saying the movie is effing awesome. It's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. It's got this great Queen soundtrack. By the way, there's a, you know, six degrees of, I guess, Queen. Who wants to live forever? Who wants to live forever? Mm. But, you know, Queen also did uh, a movie that also might pop up that right. has a connection to Bond actors. It has Christopher Lambert, a French actor, playing a Scotsman, and it has yeah. uh, Sean Connery, a, uh, a, a Scotsman, playing a Spaniard, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of cool, and Clancy Brown playing a Russian. Yes. So that's all. Well, cool. that's what he was playing. That's what he was playing. <laughs> he was a Kurgan, right? So, anyway, it's. It's a uh, it is a rock opera. I think is the uh, is opera. is the way that you would have to describe it because the the music is is very much a part of the film, um, and its uh, its original songs were written by Queen. Like throughout all of that, there, strangely enough, there was never a uh, a soundtrack album no. that was released. Mm. Um, but uh, there was a Queen's they, Greatest Hits Volume Three. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> it's just it's. It's super cool, man. I mean, it is like dudes battling with swords, cutting each other's in, heads off. In modern day New York. In modern day New York. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It opens like in a wrestling match and like Christopher Lambert is like watching this thing and he's just like, hmm, something's going on. And he gets up and he goes down to the parking lot and he gets into a fight with a dude with a sword and he cuts the dude's head off and the parking <laughs> lot explodes. And that is how you start your goddamn movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know how to begin a movie, how to grab somebody like me, you start with a sword fight and you blow up a car, and you do it. 
Like, you make it cause and effect, man. Ashley, I wish you would put some energy into your presentations. <sighs> I know. I just, I can't, I'm just filled with ennui, goddamn. Only you would be invested in this podcast. You can show them, come, you know, come here, you clearly don't care, you're apathetic. Uh, uh, can, you do that, can you do that again, uh, faster and more intense? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is so great. And God bless it. You know, uh, it is a movie that like that has desperately tried to be a franchise. Yeah. It was followed up by a terrible sequel, also directed by Russell Mc Most Russell McCabe. The Quickening. The Quickening, which was like it was a better Deep Space Nine episode. Oh my God! When I, <laughs> which was a terrible Deep Space Nine episode, yet better. When I went to see the Quickening in the theater, I remember the usher came out, and he told us because everybody was there, very excited, and he's like, "Listen, I'm going to tell you right now." This movie is not very good. If you would like a refund, now is your chance. Oh my God. We're just wow. <laughs> This is hysterical. Oh, like, no, I've never you suck, dude. ever We're had see the that. movie. You're just trying to psych us out. And by the end, it was like, what happened? I uh, love that. I love that. Yeah, we should have took the deal. Should have took the deal. There was another one with Mario Van Peebles and. Uh, then there was a TV show. TV show, yeah, yeah. Like, and I didn't really love the TV show. But Highlander like, the series. Is yeah, there, is there, are they doing another Highlander series? They, well, they've been, been talking right. about Highlander the Lunchbox. Right. They've been talking about rebooting it for yeah. a long time, and uh, nothing's ever come of it. Um, Lionsgate had the rights for quite a long time. In fact, the director who was attached was, I think, the John Wick director oh, yeah. was attached, and I guess they were never able to break it. I think uh, our friend Ryan Condell was working on the script for a while. Probably so, yeah. 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 He I worked think... on every other franchise. Mm -hmm. But he? I think it's just one of those things, man, that it's like it, it was such a weird bit of alchemy, right, that, that should have worked on no level at all. And yet, strangely, here I am ranting like a here lunatic. I am. Master about, of the universe. Here I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like thirty years later, just ranting like a crazy person about this so movie. True. Uh, and it's just, it's there's just, it's a kind of magic. Uh, that's really funny. You know, it's interesting because I say you shouldn't penalize a movie for the error in which it's made. And when I went to see Highlander, I went to a press screening in college with a girl that I was trying to date. Um, huge mistake because uh, <laughs> you're trying to date my wife she hated the movie and uh, yeah <laughs> she hated the movie and uh, I kind of hated the movie but at the same time as bad a film as it was I, I, I that was when I was like oh this Russell Mulcahy's really cool really because I love the transitions from the present to the past and at the time it was that virtuoso MTV music video aesthetic it was very like, it was sort of like be Tony Scott it was like very much of that era but it was like doing it really well at that time it doesn't date well it, it, it dates like bread or cheese that's yeah. not in the fridge. But um, and according to the girl, it didn't date well then. Oh my god, <laughs> she was not. She was like, "Why did you take me to this?" I'm like, "I have no idea." What was it? 87, 88, 87. Um, and uh, yeah, it was 87. You know, it was, it was. I was in college, and I mean, I remember I was like, even in the press screening, there barely was anybody there. <laughs> and uh, and you know, it was a movie that went through a lot of production problems. That, that apparently is a much longer cut. Mm. A lot of the stuff in the past got cut. Um, it was Tom Cruise was trying to do it for a while. Really? Yeah, Tom Cruise wanted to do uh, the Highlander remake. I mean, it has weird fans, Highlander. People love yeah. Highlander. Well, didn't there, um, isn't there a convention, a Highlander convention or something? I mean, they have some pretty intense fan well, following. it's kind of like Outlander with decapitations, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's very, yeah, yeah. there's a romantic right. premise. Yeah. It has that kind of vampire thing, which yep. is like, you meet the love of your life, and she ages, and you don't, mm -hmm. and, you know, and then she dies, and... Yeah, so there was that whole interesting aspect where, like, 
his secretary or something, this, the old woman, mm-hmm. was actually his yeah. lover who he met I during World that. War II. Like, there's so much, like, sort of cool right? stuff going yeah. on. And then you have, you know, There Clint- was a deleted scene, like, because I'm a complete lunatic for this shit. Uh, and maybe it's in an extended cut where you see him uh, rescuing her in World War II. Like, yes. From the Nazis. Oh, it's great. Little, I think it's in the director's cut. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Because, um, you know, I've, I've, I've praised Clancy Brown on a lot of occasions on the show, so I, I guess I'm allowed this time to not. But, I mean, it was like this, uh, just him running around as Kurgan, just way over the top. My cloud! And, like, and he's like, I don't know what he is. It's like, <laughs> is he like the crew of the Enterprise turned into Neanderthals and Genesis? I don't know what he is. But it's just like... Oh my god, it's so over the top and just McClunky. So, it's so McClunky. It's definitely McClunky. But um but it's funny because that's a movie I at I the time improved your voice. that I just I knew was not a good movie, but I thought like was a sort of visually kinda of like the hunger. It was like this is a really good looking, cool, slick movie. And uh, now I watched it and I tried to watch it I don't know, maybe six months ago, a year ago. I'm just like, this movie's really bad. But yes, good. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Even then, people were laughing about Sean Connery. I mean, it was a paycheck gig for him. Oh, yeah. As, as were many of Sean Connery's um, movies post-Bond. You know, there were the stuff that he loved, you know, he was passionate about that made no money. Like, like the, League the of offense. Extraordinary Gentlemen? No, that was, that, that was a movie that drove him <laughs> to retirement. He, after that, he yeah. said, I'm never going to work again. And he didn't. Yeah, true. You know, he had such a horrible experience with that and Stephen Norrington on that. Which brings us to Thursday. So I'm going to have an out-of-the-box pick. Uh-huh. Okay. Except it won't be out-of-the-box for you. But go ahead. Right. Okay. I think I know. Yeah. Well, you know what's Maybe coming. or go maybe ahead. no. Uh, I have a suspicion also, but... Okay. My pick. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you what my pick is, and then you tell me how I got okay. to it. Okay. Dr. No. How did I get to Dr. No? Okay. That is not what I thought you were going to say. I know. No. I'm trying to surprise you and delight you. Okay. This is how I got there. Somebody Ursula, from Casino Ur- Royale. Ursula Andress played James Bond in Casino Royale, uh-huh. the, the, the 1967 Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. It was a bunch of actors played. Yeah. And I thought you were going to pick a Woody Allen movie yeah, for I a second. Yeah, me exactly too. where I thought you were going. <laughs> that wouldn't be wrong, except Woody Allen did not play James right. Bond. But he played Jimmy, Jimmy Bond. Jimmy Bond. Who yeah. was named now, as James. Yeah. But my real answer, because uh, I no, no, because I was thinking, you know, Casino Royale opens a wealth of possibilities. Because we could get to Doctor Strange Love, because Peter Sellers also played James Bond. If I wanted to go yeah. with a really great movie, yeah. but I, I want to save Doctor Strange Love for uh, Nuclear Annihilation Week, or or, or Kubrick Week, or or, yeah. or uh, Sterling Hayden Week, or hilarious Doomsday. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, Slim Pickens Week, Slim Pickens Week. <laughs> Black hole. <laughs> so, um, so I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go there. So I am gonna go. This is my pick, because it was gonna be Thomas Crown Affair, but I've mentioned it on many occasions, and finally I, I found a home for Outland. Oh, Outland. Okay. okay, that was that also my on my list. I, I uh, here's the thing about Outland. When Outland first came out, everybody knew what it was. It was a ripoff of High Noon mm-hmm. in space. Right. But now, 30 years later. When no nobody knows what it. High Noon is, <laughs> and just movies kind of suck, yeah. I went back and watched Outland. Yeah. Outland, which was a mediocre movie on Warner Home Video back right. in the 80s, is a really good movie now. It is smart. It is gritty. Um, it has a great performance by Peter Boyle, mm-hmm. Francis uh, Sternhagen, right. um, and, uh, I, and, and Sean Connery is great in it. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, there's some goofy effects because of the intravision process, which is where it's the equivalent of how they shoot the Mandalorian kind of, where it's like rear projection and you put your actors in front of it. But that was a very primitive version done on film versus now how they use LCD screens to put people in. So it's 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 virtually the same process except using a different different technology. Except it looked terrible back then. <laughs> um, but I I I, gotta tell, I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed Outland watching it recently. Well, you seem to be trying. No, no, it was really good. <laughs> It was really good, and I look. I'm a huge fan of High Noon, but I think it actually, you know, they always say the, the you know, space is, you know, extension of the Western. Sci-fi is extension of the Western. How much and, higher can you get than yeah, space? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, so I and and I think that you know it literally is sort of High Noon beat for beat, with the exception of. Uh, I guess you could say Francis Sternhagen's Grace Kelly. I wouldn't, but you could say nobody's that. Grace Kelly. Uh, yeah, because nobody's Grace Kelly. But um, but um, it's a really it's she's a an really, age appropriate. Grace Kelly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, exactly. That's right. It's a really good movie. I mean, it, it, it's 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 um it's Peter Hyams again. Mm-hmm. Um, this was after two thousand. No, it was before two thousand ten. It was before two thousand ten. Before two thousand ten, it was after Capricorn. Eighty yeah, yeah. three. <laughs> yeah, I think it's eighty three. Yeah. It's eighty three. And um, Sean Connery is this you know sort of space sheriff, mm-hmm. Mart Marshall, who's sent to this mining colony on Io. And he finds out about all the crooked shenanigans that are going on. Right. Of course, he goes to Peter Boyle, who um, doesn't want to acknowledge it because he's responsible for the crooked shenanigans. Um, <laughs> and uh, But Sean is a man of principle who's going to do the right thing. And no one wants to help him, including... Uh, the the captain of the Excelsior, James P. Sicking, right? Um, and the uh, captain of the Excelsior. <laughs> and, uh, you mean Captain Styles? Captain Styles, yes, <laughs> that's right. And uh, and he had, had you know takes upon his like on himself, and his wife you know leaves him to go back to Earth. And it's just a really and it, it it feels like a realistic depiction of the future, you know, despite the you know. Screens, you know the the CRT. Despite the depiction of the future, it feels like a realistic <laughs> depiction of it. And uh, it, 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 I, 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 you know, for those of us who grew up at the dawn of the home video era, this was like one of those on HBO yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of the early releases on home, you know Warner Home Video. I remember the box. You know, so saw it, you know, a lot back then. I don't think I ever saw it in the theater. I, you know, and um, you know, as I said, I watched it again recently, and it's it's better than I remember it. You know, which is the opposite of Highlander. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now listening to your passionate advocation of this movie, I really want to watch it again because I have probably not seen it since the VHS age. And, I, you know, I saw it back in the 80s or maybe the early 90s. And when it was just a a High high Noon noon remake. Mm -hmm. But I did like the look of it, that sort of grimy, dark, gritty look to it. I thought that was really intriguing. But the story never really did anything for me as much as I liked the cast. But now I'm really interested to take another look. And you know why? Because also, you know how we talk about Peter Himes, not the particularly original filmmaker? Because it's all alien. He rips off alien. All the production design, everything, it's just alien. So he's like doing- A lot of pipes and You know, basically, you know, a combination of alien and Blade Runner. He's doing Ridley Scott. He's channeling Ridley Scott. And it totally works for it. Mm Mm-hmm. I and it's got a great one. Jerry Goldsmith score. Oh yeah, yeah. it does. I do. Ha- yeah, I have listened to the score. It's the score is part of my one of my some of my writing mixes because it's good, mm-hmm. uh, you know, music to write it's, to. It's one of his weirdest, spaciest uh, scores. Yeah. And for a long time, it was released on CD with Capricorn One. It was Capricorn One and Outland as a mm-hmm. double album, which is a weird combination. Except they're both really great scores, right. but they're very different. And those movies are like ten years apart, right. so it's kind of odd. Then eventually, Film Score Monthly, our friend Lucas Kendall released Outland as his own album. 
Um, that's the it's a really good album. Yeah. Did you watch it? Uh, did you have? Is it on Blu-ray or, or streaming or how did you watch it? Blu-ray, but it's also on Disney Plus. No, it's not. Oh, it, no, it's I watched it on Blu-ray, but I, I think it was also on HBO. It's okay. always playing on something or Netflix or yeah. whatever. But I have the Blu-ray, obviously, yeah, yeah. and that's how I watched it. Or I had the digital version from iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, you know, there was another movie that I know that they were talking about remaking. I think Michael Davis was going to remake it for mm. a while, yeah. and who had done um, Shoot 'Em Up, right? And uh, for whatever reason, that never happened. But that's another movie that I think, you know, potentially could be remade. Or it'd be a great show. You know, I mean, it's yeah. a great setup for that. Right. I, uh, I, yeah, space I Marshall, one hundred percent, doing some like, space Marshall space stuff. Mind. You know, what? that could be a good TV yeah. series. Yeah. Gunsmoke you know. in space. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like on, on, on a, on a yeah, hey, we're pitching it right now. If right? Like no, one of our I, many fans in the industry, if you want an awesome space marshal show, <laughs> I mean, but it's actually because we haven't really seen that side. It's sort of like you know, space sheriff. You know, yeah. that's what we're missing. It's like it used to be the great sci-fi would just rip off westerns. You know, yeah. Star Trek was wagon train, the stars and stuff. I mean, this was ripping off a western, and it works. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it would be really cool to see a TV. I think there's a lot of possibility to do that with like sheriff in space. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, it's Deadwood. In, in space, space. cocksuckers. <laughs> it's the graduate part two. <laughs> in space. Glad I taught him that fracking word. <laughs> uh, I could totally see Outlander's TV series. Yeah. The problem is, 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 is it's not a big enough IP. Nobody knows what it is. Yeah, but Except... people might think it's Outlander and watch it anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. It's like Outlander without the ER. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't see High Noon until long after right. I had watched mm-hmm. Outland. So I always thought of High Noon as a pre-make. So let's call let's call Outland. HBO Max now. They're remaking every other thing. Damn yeah, right. Sure, right. Might as well. I think I had seen High Noon. It meant my dad was big into westerns. I'm pretty sure I had seen High Noon in part because it was part of the conversation about films that influenced Star Wars. So mm-hmm. I was trying to watch all the kind of westerns and samurai films that mm. influenced Star Wars back in the day. Right. But, so High Noon was fresh in my mind, I think, when I saw it. Yeah, I mean, High Noon was on TV all the time. I watch it all the time. I love High Noon. It's one of my favorite Westerns. But And that's why, at the t- you know, it's like Outland just felt like warmed over High Noon. But, you know, now it, it really stands the test of time. And just seeing how dopey movies are now and how they make mm-hmm. no sense and how people aren't real characters. And it's like... Outland looks better and better every. It's a fascinating effect. I've noticed this on a lot of movies that when I saw them in their original release back in the '80s, always felt really corny and mm-hmm. and obvious. But I look at them. I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I just feel like a lot of those movies are really solid when you look back on them. Through, no, it's just the that you've of... matured. Maybe. No, I don't know about that. I, I think the caliber of the writing and you know the intelligence of the writing. Was better, and I also think in the era of nonlinear editing, mm-hmm. pay, the pace of the movies was right. more real and grounded, right. as opposed to now where everything has to be boom, 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 boom. And because of nonlinear editing, where they're recutting movies literally the week that they're released, yeah. because they they can they and can. they're beaming yeah. it to theaters, and they don't have to make prints. Everyone is getting a say. There's yeah. so many cooks in the kitchen, you know, who are saying, "Oh, take that scene out. Oh, it's slow here," you know, but based on what, nothing. And then they run out of time, and it's right. it's it is what it is. I mean. I've heard about places where they've changed stuff after the press screening. Yeah. I mean, this is a bad example, oh, but just well, cats. Re- cats. Yeah, cats. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it's a bad example because obviously there was no saving that movie. And, you know, but they literally in theaters because of digital delivery, they were able to change it when it was already in theaters. But that's happening more and more where after the press screening, they're still changing movies. (laughs) In real time. And just rewind it a little bit while you're watching. (laughs) Wait a minute. You guys think of this shot instead. (laughs) What if we go closer? So my my picks picks out. That's a good one. Interesting. Yeah. Which brings us to Friday. 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 There's a lot that we haven't mentioned. Well, there's a ton. Flash Gordon. Well, there's, there's oh, Flash yeah. Gordon. Flash Gordon's a good pick. Um, I have a couple. My my first choice was going to be, from 1976, Robin and Marion. Ah, that's oh, on my list, yeah, too. Yeah, that's yes. a good pick. Because um, it's, a, it's a great story, and uh, Sean Connery is amazing in it, and uh, so is uh, Audrey Hepburn. And, uh, it's, it's really cool. Find it. My other one, Lionel, however, Lionel was completely, no, out of, out of the box. The Shining. Okay, Batman Crothers was never Bond. The kid Although was never Bond. Awesome Jack Nicholson was never Sissy Bond. Sissy Spacek was never Bond. And 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 who and she, Shelley Duvall was never Bond. Oh shit, you're right. It was Shelley filmed Duvall, on the bad. same sound stages as yeah. the... Barry Nelson was. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Darren for the win! Wow. <laughs> okay. That's great. Wow. That's great. For those of you who don't know in the audience what we're talking about, Barry Nelson. Played James Bond, Jimmy Bond, actually Card Shark James, Card Shark Jimmy Bond in the in CBS the first, version of Casino Royale. The first production from, based on the for books. Climax Theater on yeah. CBS, which had a whole different meaning back then. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, or did it. Or did it. Yeah. Um, um, that's really well. good. Although technically he was Card Shark Jimmy, Jimmy Bond and it's, it was American. It's Casino Royale. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and then Felix Leiter was American. Have you ever watched the Casino Royale from the 50s? Yes. It's terrible. It's awful. Oh, yeah. 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 It's terrible. Yeah. But Peter Laurie is a good Le Chiffre. Le Chiffre. Le Chiffre. Le Chiffre. Yeah. Orson Welles is a good Le Chiffre. He is too. Yeah. 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 And Mads Mikkelsen is a great Le Chiffre. Yeah, he is. He cries tears of yes. blood, much like I did when he said Batman Returns. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how about uh, Daniel Craig in. Um, in Munich. That's what I thought your pick was going right. to be. I I, I, very Munich. close. I love yeah. Munich. You know I love Munich, except for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and, oh, uh, he, Daniel Craig uh, has, has a, yeah, yeah, several great. movies. Uh, Knives Out. I really like yeah, Knives Out. Oh, my God. Oh, that's really don't good. be apologetic. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. And I love that he has a new franchise now. That he's going to be playing this detective character in uh, more movies. Well, somebody joked about this on Twitter, and Ryan Johnson responded saying that they had actually joked about that on the set. It was which would be that uh, Daniel Craig's detective in each sequel would have a different outrageous accent. Oh, that's really that's really, <laughs> that's really funny. That's really funny. I I, I think that w- what's going to be funny about that is he'll probably end up doing more of those uh, uh, movies than he did of Bond because. They, they spent like five weeks shooting that. Yeah. It's easy. He doesn't have to run around. Yeah. You know, it's like, like he'll, he'll do those as long as they want him to, yeah. as opposed to Bond, which is you know so much work. Yeah. Right. Um, but I I love I love Knives Out. I'm so happy for Ryan Johnson too because I think he got he was really victimized by the social media backlash against Last Jedi. Yeah. Whether you love the movie or not, it was like the, the attacks so on him were it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. Close. And I happen to like Last Jedi. Yeah. But I. Um, I was so glad to see the vindication he got, particularly as uh, Rise of Skywalker was coming out and sort of being uh, receiving mixed reception. It was nice to see Ryan, who's such a talented filmmaker, um, you know, get the... um, And by all accounts, a really lovely human being. He is. I've met him a couple of times, and he was lovely. Uh, Yes. So I I have to say, I've 
Mr. I, Miller? I have said it, but I will say it again with emphasis this time. <laughs> with feeling. With feeling. Cannonball Run. Yeah, because Roger Moore is Roger in that. Roger Moore is in <laughs> Playing JB. Damn right he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a couple of big movies we haven't mentioned, although I think we may have picked one of them in the past. All those George Lazenby classics. Darby, yes, o, Darby right. O'Gillan and Little People. The Hunt for Red October. Sure. Was that oh, under the Sea Week? Yeah. Did we pick that? That was Under Sea Week. That was his pick for yeah. Under Sea Week. Uh, and The Untouchables. Oh, yeah. yeah. We picked that for Gangster Week. Did we? I think yeah. he did. All right. But, I mean, he's been in so many movies. Oh, it's like, it's face. ridiculous. Uh, Zardoz. <laughs> Zardoz. I was thinking about Zardoz. Yeah. Okay, let me let me give you one that's a little... Um, that's Red Diaper Week. <laughs> what about, you know, talking about great Pierce uh, Pierce Brosnan performances. Right. Taylor Panama. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Really good yeah. in Taylor Panama. Dante's people. Uh, John Cork said to me, that's the best James Bond movie he made. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah, I, I, I don't think... I love Taylor Panama. terrific. And, you know, Layer Cake was the movie that said to me that Daniel Craig actually might be a good James Bond. Yeah. You know, um, because he's, he's really good in that. So I, great. I, w- I went and watched Layer Cake after he had been announced. His casting had been announced mm-hmm. just to just to see. see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, I like it. It's good. not my favorite yeah. Fincher yeah. movie, but no, I like it. But it's good. Um, I Mars love the Attacks. Oh, yeah, Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> and Mars Attacks. Love seeing that in the Walmart Super Bowl commercial, by the way. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. You know, if we're going to go with Casino Route, David Niven played James Bond, Guns and Averone. Oh, yeah, oh. there you go. Murder by Death. Mm-hmm, you know, right. two great David Niven movies, or one great David Niven movie, one okay David Niven movie. He was the Pink Panther. That's true. That's yeah. true, yes. Da-dun, well, da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. the Pink Panther was the jewel. Da-dun, yes. Da-dun, da-dun. yes. Yeah, he wasn't the jewel. Yes, he wasn't the jewel. <laughs> he was the thief. But... Actually, if we go with a theory that Peter Sellers had also played James Bond, then the Pink Panther had two James Bonds. You could say being there. You could say Lolita. Yeah. And sure. Lolita is a movie that doesn't get enough recognition because everyone really focuses on like Pass of Glory and The Shining and Full Metal Jacket, and obviously 2001. But I think Lolita is just a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Barry Lyndon. We always talk about Barry Lyndon also right. being his other classic. Um, I think I have one you might might go for it. Okay. Line and Winter. Timothy yeah. Dalton. Mm. Yeah. You know. Like Line and Winter. Line and Winter is really Catherine good. Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn, yeah. And, and you know, Timothy Dalton. He was the one that put him on the map as a potential James Bond, but he took himself out of the running because he felt he was too young. Mm-hmm, but right. they kept him in mind, and it was when they circled back after the Pierce thing fell apart on Remington Steel, they came to him, uh, you know, for, for Bond again. And I... I, I just to talk about that briefly, I think Pierce was too young when he was initially approached uh, during the Remington Steel days mm-hmm. to play Bond. And that extra decade of seasoning, yeah, I think, sure. made him a better Bond. Yes, definitely. Because you could even argue in Goldeneye he might still have been a little too young. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, had he been cast in Living Daylights, it would have been a very different movie. And he was probably too young. But it's, a, it's such a great happy ending in a sense that... He lost out on this, but then ten years later, he ends up getting the part, yeah. which is which is really nice. People were really rooting for him to get it, and it's good that he there did. Was a, people don't remember there was a lot of uproar at the time when he didn't get the role. Yeah, he sure. had a very solid. And he seems so base. obvious, yeah. particularly after Roger Moore. He yeah. was so much in the Roger Moore right. vein, um, and uh, you know it's, it's too bad because he was really let down by his scripts. Because after Goldeneye, yeah. they're, they're all really pretty bad no, those movies, well. and it's a shame because he was not bad. He yeah. was great. Right. Yeah. It was the movies that weren't good. There were always things, well, I would say not always, but there were often things about them that I appreciated. Like I thought for like two seconds there, the world is not enough was going to go someplace 
interesting. Um, I do kind of like The World. Yeah. That's my second favorite of yeah. these movies. I think, like, it, for me, that movie, again, fell apart in the third act. Yeah. Uh, and then Die Another Day is just a freaking disaster on all levels. Like, I just, I can't even. Yeah, I mean, Die begin. Another Day, most people say, is probably the worst Bond movie. I think the first hour of Die Another Day is actually really good. I think that the second hour makes up for how good the first hour is. It's so bad. Once they get to the Ice Palace and you have flying cars oh, and yeah, the, lasers, uh, the, the, the space you know, the horrible paragliding sequence and in space lasers. Damien yeah. Lewis is playing King, Kim Jong-un and, like, it's, just, <laughs> it's weird, man. It's but just... I, it also, like, any, no matter, even the worst James Bond movies have great scenes. Like, the scene in Cuba with Emilio Este... Uh, uh, Emilio, uh, I forget what his name was. <laughs> it's not not Emilio, Estevez. It's Emilio what, Echeverria. And um, he plays this sleeper agent in Cuba and Havana. Mm. That's great. And then there's the sword fight at the club, yeah. at, which is a terrific scene. And uh, so even that movie, as bad as it is, has great moments. Just like I would argue The Man with the Golden Gun is a terrible movie, but totally. it has great moments yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, and we haven't mentioned Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, oh my that's God, right. Yeah, yeah. We have mentioned Hot Fuzz. He is, is a lot of Timothy fun. Dalton is great yeah. in that. He's great in that. He's really great in that. Or Lawnmower Man. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Or Lawnmower Man 2 for the sequel week. <laughs> was Pierce in Lawnmower Man 2? No. It was Jeff Fahey. Jeff Fahey. It was Jeff Fahey. Yeah. The thinking man's Pierce Brosnan. And, of course, <laughs> Cowboys and Aliens. Uh, <laughs> and The Golden Compass. Uh, 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 other than the bear fight. All right, so leave extraordinary gentlemen it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, you know, and, and Roger Moore was, you know, everybody's favorite Bond at that point. When you were young and your life was an open book. Yeah, so when I was young and my life <laughs> You used to like, say live and let live. We used to, I, I used to have the dream that there would be a, a, a spy movie where James Bond, where uh, Sean Connery and Roger Moore would be in it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, man, this would be so cool. And, like, right. you know, I thought it would be, like, sort of like North by Northwest, where Roger Moore was, like, the fake guy, like Cary Grant, who gets mistaken as a spy, right. and Sean Connery's the real spy, and right. it would be, like, they'd have to team up together. And I was like, I always dreamed of that movie happening. Until the day Roger Moore died, I, I held out hope that one day that movie uh, well, would happen. Well, you can happen. still do it There's with Timothy always... Dalton and, uh, and Pierce Brosnan. It's not the same. I feel it's always maybe. deep fake. Deep fake. That's right. That's true. A couple of years, you can create them in CG. Um, we'll have all the Sean Connery Bond films you want. We can remake them, redo them all with Sean Connery. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm just going to make uh, Grand Moff Tarkin movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it going to be, guys? For Friday? Yeah. It's a tough one. I mean, uh, uh, mm -hmm. Munich. Um, Road to Perdition, Daniel Craig. Mm -hmm. uh. Little movie. Um, we did make superhero week, comic book graphic novel week. Um, it's 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 too close to call. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of Robin and Marion. Uh, I like uh, Hot Fuzz. I like uh, Knives Out. I like Munich. Taylor Panama. Yeah. Those are all. Those are, yeah, those are, all good. <laughs> those are the, narrowed it down to five. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually. Uh, let's see. So you had your pick was uh, uh, Thomas Crown. Thomas Crown. So this Pierce. And then you had, I had the what did I have? Oh, Rocketeer. Rocketeer, and which was Timothy Dalton. Then you had you guys both had Connery. we both had Connery. Yeah. I had so Alan. let's let's pick a Roger Moore movie. What? Cannibal Run it is. I was looking at this man, and I, Roger Moore did not have a deep bench of he did not watchable films. Honestly, no, he didn't. He did a lot of terrible movies when he was doing Bond movies. Because it was the Folks, you remember yeah. Folks, and then there was um, the Wild uh, something around, not the Wild Bunch. It was like uh, 
Eagles or something. He had done a ton of television before, yeah. right? The yeah, he was the saint. Okay, there's also The Return of the Man from Uncle with George Lazenby, but it was a TV movie. Yeah, Lazenby also did not have uh, a <laughs> yeah, lot to, well, to choose Although from. he did go and do, didn't he do a martial arts movie in uh, China? He was supposed to do a movie with um, Bruce Lee and then Bruce Lee died. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. This never happened to the other fella. <laughs> yeah. and we just saw him. Was it last year? We saw we him at the screening of Missy Secret Service. Yeah, it was cool. Which holds up. is an amazing movie. Fantastic for the anniversary. Um, you know, maybe maybe we go Daniel Craig. Or, yeah, we could. Oh, have we not done a Daniel Craig? Well, no. I'd go with Knives Out. Knives out. Knives I would out. go with Knives Out. Let's yeah. go with Knives Out. Let's go Knives Out. Let's go with Knives Out. Although I was going to say, we could also do Bernard Lee and then go with The Third Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we can't just do people from Bond movies. It has to be Bond. Let's go with Knives Out. Okay. I think I, I can defend that pick. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm for that. And I think it's out on video. Uh, well, as this podcast drops, yeah, uh, it, it'll be coming out on Blu-ray, 4K, and digital, so people should 4K. check it out if they haven't seen it. And they should sponsor us. Um, <laughs> so, um, starting on Monday, Steve Monday is Pierce Brosnan in The Thomas Crown Affair. Tuesday. Timothy Dalton. It's The Rocketeer. Wednesday. From the dawn of time they came, battling down through the ages. Highlander. Thursday, it's Outland. No bloody E, no bloody R. <laughs> and Friday, it's Knives Out. Well, that's a hell of a week. That's yeah, a hell of a thing, guys. That's a that's a good week. That was that's a little a interesting week. experience. We should do more of these six degree uh, weeks. Yeah, maybe it's not. <laughs> six degrees of Shatner. I tell, I'm telling you, it's coming. Oh. Okay. Thanks for joining us for 430 Movie. If you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts like Inglorious Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with life every Saturday. And, of course, Best Movies Never Made every mo- other Monday. And keep an eye out for Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast coming soon from Electric Surge. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I'm glad to see a lot of activity there. So mm-hmm. thank you for supporting us. Keep on doing it. And thanks to all of you who uh, engage with us on social media. It's always fun when you uh, remind us of some movies we may have forgotten. It's great. It's fantastic. And and you can find us on uh, Facebook at Electric Surge or on Twitter at 430MoviePod, at 430MoviePod. And uh, I agree. It's it's really nice to see uh, people engaged and, and like, pointing out all the mistakes we're making. Sure. And if you have a suggestion for a future topic, please, uh, you know, we're always Keep open for suggestions. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can also now watch the 430 movie on Electric Now, uh, available on Stir, Distro TV, and Zumo TV, and coming soon to the Electric Now app. So you can download those platforms on any app store and check us out on the Electric Now channel. And when we come to the app, there's going to be a dedicated Electric Surge channel just for our podcasts. So right. that's pretty cool. And uh, finally, a very, very special thanks to the great Bill Ritter behind the big board, making it sound so great. Bill, what's your uh, seven degrees of uh, six degrees of Bond pick? Um, let's see. I had the Ghost Rider, Pierce Brosnan, the Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I would have gone with Taylor Panama now I'm thinking about it. But okay. It's too late for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what about uh, our producer, Natalie Miscali? back there behind the uh, glass, the bulletproof glass, apparently. <laughs> um, what's your pick for seven degrees? The Last Crusade. Oh, there you oh. go. Yeah, you know, I know none of us love that movie, but that's a good pick. Sure. Yeah, the people absolutely. love, and he's great. Well, who yeah. else could be Indiana Jones's father but James Bond? Yeah, that's right. so true. That's a really good, that's a really good pick. Even though he's only eight years older uh, than uh, yeah. Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, but we, I'm surprised we didn't even mention it. I know, like, none of us are really Last Crusade fans here, but not because of Sean. No. Sean's no, great. He's, he's delightful in yeah. that movie. He's terrific. 
yeah. he's the heart of that movie. He is the heart. The reason that movie works is because of him. Yeah. So that's a really, really good I choice. Thought I lost your boy. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys, and thank you, America, for listening to the 430 movie and bringing us into your home and your car and your, you know, Wherever you're bringing us into. And your secret places. And your wine caves. Um, <laughs> and a very special thanks to Dean Devlin, without whom this show would not be possible. Until next week, Eyewitness News starts now. Today's episode is brought to you by the Colonial Movers of Caprica. We move anywhere. You're listening to the Electric Surge Network.